The Weekend Legends Catch-Up Podcast. Best listened to in a Mazda BT-50. Built smart and built tough. Make sure it's built like a BT-50. So what do you got cooking this weekend, huh? Put your head between your legs in the brace position and get ready for another week of bats hitting balls. Balls through nets and off rackets with coaches blowing up and referees entering the witness protection program. Sit back, relax and enjoy what Triple M modestly calls the Weekend Legends. Good morning and thank you for joining us. My name is Chris Scale and I'm with Andrew Rose. Where is your sporting odyssey taking you today, Rose? Mate, after this show... I'm straight off to North Sydney Oval to see the Sydney Sixers take on the Brisbane Heat. Big Bash is back, baby. You're doing the sound up in that tower. You love that tower, don't I you? I hate that tower. <laughs> it's up really high and it sways in the wind. It's terrifying. But I love watching the Big Bash. Well, it's a big afternoon in women's sport because at the same time at Bankwest Stadium, the Matildas are taking on Chile in a friendly before they go into Olympic qualifiers next year. What a day. We're going to speak to ex-Matilda Amy Chapman. I'm going to ask, is this equal pay deal with the Socceroos and the Matildas the real deal? And we'll also ask her, where is Sam Kerr off to? We're also going to talk about Code Wars, the boxing fight to settle the oldest argument in Australian sport. Rugby League versus AFL is happening this week. Barry Hall versus Gallen. Go, Gal! But up next, Cooper Cronk has found himself a new role at a new club. What? Find <laughs> out who next. It's the Weekend Legends here on Sydney's Triple M. It's a show on the weekend, and these guys are legends. So naming the show was a no-brainer. Triple M's Ghost Mutt. Oh, no, I mean, sorry, what is it? Weekend Legends. It is the Weekend Legends with Chris and Rose on Sydney's 104.9 Triple M. And retired great Cooper Cronk can't help but stay busy. He's joined the GWS leadership team, Chris. He sure has, Lachlan. There is no gap year for Cooper Cronk, Rose. <laughs> you think after all those grand finals and all those wins and that long career with the Melbourne Storm and the Sydney Roosters, yeah. he's entitled to go party in Europe or something. Know, a month off in Bali at least, <laughs> something. So off the strength of last week's announcement that he'll be a part-time halves coach for the Sydney Roosters. Okay. Which makes sense. That makes sense. He's been brought in as a leadership consultant for the GWS Giants. You've lost me. Well, Completely you know, lost me. They did fall at that last hurdle, and Cooper has a habit of winning grand finals, and he won six out of nine. Ah, maybe you can teach him how to do a shoulder and win a game. Yeah. I mean, I thought you were, you'd were. you be thinking he'd be more like a Swans guy, right? Yeah, well, that was my first question, is he's a... He's a, he's a a, a rooster on the Bondi area. Why isn't he with the Swans? He likes to podcast. And if he works for two clubs in the same precinct, he doesn't get the time in the car to catch up on his podcast. Yeah, have you ever done the drive out to Spotless? It's fantastic. It's a nightmare. Well, you've, got, <laughs> no, you've, got the, you've got the West Connects now, mate. It's a yeah, dream. Yeah, but it's so... I didn't even know... What, I, I took it back from the Chemical Brothers the other night. I had no idea where I was going. Signs everywhere. It's perfect. It's about the same length as a Weekend Leg- Legends podcast. Oh. About 24 minutes. <laughs> door to door. Now, Cooper is aiming to have an impact on the players and the club culture. And he's had some pretty outrageous statements to make in the wake of the announcement. He okay. says, I'm looking forward to it. Whoa, settle down. And I hope to convey what I've learned in leadership and performance. Wow, well, what's next? It's a game of four quarters? Like, jeez. <laughs> but he's mirroring Billy Slater, who, of course, is a consultant to the Melbourne Storm. Oh, yeah. And is also working for St Kilda in the AFL. Oh, I love working for St Kilda. They're great, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and to me, it makes more sense. Because let's face it, Billy Slater played most of his rugby league with his feet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. He did, yeah. You know, he'd always go for those high balls, studs up. Yep. He'd probably work well with Toby Green from the GWS yep. Giants when he, you think I, about it. I think it. he accepted a couple of awards with his feet. <laughs> and I thought it was one of the great... Oh, wow. <laughs> it was the, one of the great shocks. <laughs> well, he's won a few medals, hasn't he? Thank you, Wally Lewis. Oh, wow. One of the great shocks that he actually was charged and could have missed the 2018 grand final... For a shoulder charge instead yeah. of leaning into a you know try saving tackle with his feet. Yeah, I was really surprised he didn't come in with a full on fly kick there, but you know whatever. I think Cooper's a good choice. He's organised, and 
all I would say to both the Roosters and the Giants, <laughs> give him a snazzy clipboard oh, to yeah. go with his beautiful laptop and Excel spreadsheets. He's mm-hmm. such an organized guy. Mm-hmm. This is a true story you may not have heard about Cooper on grand final night after they prevailed over the Canberra Raiders. That remind me? You have to surrender control of your mobile phone prior to the game, and there's a point after your game is over and you're back in the sheds, you can get control of your mobile again. Okay. So I guess it was about 10 p.m. at night, and there's a lot of celebrations going on in the uh, Roosters locker room. Cooper gets his iPhone out of his you know, well-packed bag, beautifully organized, gets it out of the part, pouch. <laughs> and at 10 p.m., a message dinged. He looks at his phone. He goes, you're officially retired. And when did he put that message into his phone? 2010. Yeah. That man is organized. <laughs> He'll be a great coach. What other team will Cooper join before the end of the year? We're sure there's another one to come. But up next, Tiger Woods has picked himself in the President's Cup but that's not the craziest story in golf this week. Not by a long shot. We'll find out what is next. It's the Weekend Legends on Triple M. Kicking you right in the weekend. Oh. Triple M's Weekend Legends. With Chris and Rose for your Saturday morning. If you haven't been up to date, there's a few golfing stories this week that caught our eye. Lachlan, we are the Weekend Legends and we're for the Weekend Warriors. Everyone out there, you know, Applying their trade in sport and anonymity. And I know you're out there. You're in your cars right now, on your way to your kids' games, or on your way back. We know you're there. We believe in you. And once you finally get the kids home from sport, you might be going out and having a game of golf. Yeah, for sure. And if you're an old guy like I am, the great thing about golf is you can play it when you're old, and sometimes you get even better. Yeah, it's like golf and darts. Like the only two sports where you get good when you're old. <laughs> and the other great thing about darts, you can drink while yeah, you're playing. Yeah, true. But the President's Cup, where the USA take on the might of the world in Team Golf Rose, is on in Melbourne this December. <laughs> Team Golf. And Tiger Woods is the US captain, and he has four captain's picks. Okay. And here is his fourth and final captain's pick. As captain, I'm going to choose uh, Tiger Woods as the, the last player on the team. Uh, he's made, what, nine cups and he's played in Australia twice uh, in the President's Cup. So, Oof. And... Uh, I find it interesting I'm talking to third person. I was going to say, third person tiger is now my favorite tiger. So let's, let's see what we can do uh, here. I'm just having fun with it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Are you a tiger? Just having fun with it? That is the cringiest thing I've ever heard. My goodness. I mean, the comment of third person tiger is my favorite tiger. I do not want to touch that at all. Yeah, th- 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 firstly, you're not the rock. <laughs> Secondly, I hate when someone unfunny tries to do something funny and then gives up on the bit halfway through. Oh, this is really uncomfortable talking. And the, yeah, tiger, we know. Speaking from personal experience <laughs> yeah, there, right? Exactly. Now, he is coming off the back of his 82nd tour win, which means he's tied the great slamming Sam Sneed, who actually had a hit with when he was six years old. Hey, look, no denying, he's good at golf. Oh, he's a good golfer. <laughs> and, I, and I love the name of the tournament he won last week in Japan, the Zozo Tournament. Oh, I love the Zozo. It's my uh, fave. And just if you're looking forward to the President's Cup, uh, Aussies announced in the team Adam Scott and Jason Day. Mm. Now, Tiger is 43 years old. He's a, he's a decent age for a professional golfer. He's a spring chicken as a golfer. <laughs> right. But he's got nothing on Greg Norman. Oh, Greg Norman is 64 years old. What? Now, in recent times, he's been famous for nuding up on Instagram and the 2018 ESPN body mag. Mm-hmm. This week, he's come out of men's health and says, I want to be the longest living Norman. <laughs> is there, are there other Normans? Who's he going up against? So apparently the Norman family <laughs> have great genes. Like The women in the Norman family routinely clock up ages of 80 plus, 90 plus. Wow, that's a good inning. Sure. Greg Stag Merv is currently 93 and thriving. Wow, he wants to be 93. He has said, I want to be 108 <laughs> or I want to be 110. Not 109. Doesn't want 109. Does he hit a coma for a year? Kind of figures if I get to 108, I've got to be able to make it to 110. It'd be a huge disappointment. And I know you get a telegram from the Queen, who probably will still be alive when Greg is 109. Very happy for you, Shark. What do you get when you hit 110? I mean, 
I don't know, you get a selfie with the queen? Or one what of those it? beds when you press a button, it brings you upright. I think one of, you get one of those for free. Now, I think all of us would concede that Greg is a you know very fit-looking human and has got a magnificent physique for a man of his age. 110, really? Yeah, 110. And he says the reason he's on that route, apart from the Norman genes, is that his now body is pain-free from all the physical carnage he suffered as a golf player. He's not playing golf anymore? No. It, he's basically playing eight games a year total. That's almost as much as I play. <laughs> that's right. I don't like golf. And how many balls do you think Greg has hit in his career? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. Five mil? How did you do that? He's actually right. He's is that right? He's hit five. <laughs> <laughs> that is unbelievable. We didn't me, talk about this. Me yeah. and the shark, we really link up. We're connected on, a, on a golf deep enthusiast, don't you, mate? I, I love my golf. That, that's five million golf balls, and it doesn't. No way, I picked that. Doesn't include his putt putt. <laughs> Can you imagine it? Who's that old bloke in, in golf that rides around now in a golf cart with a cigarette and all that? Oh, John Daly. John Daly. Do you reckon he's going to go that way, like the shark in a golf cart? I, I, would pipe. Li- I would live in a golf-themed retirement home with John Daly, Tiger Woods, and Greg Norman. It'd be a good party. Just Tiger Woods, 83, talking about himself in the third person. Tiger Woods is hungry. Tiger Woods needs changing again. <laughs> Tiger needs his nap now. And what about Greg at 110? I mean, I think in fairness, he also would be getting around the course in a golf buggy. Yeah. I course. don't think we'd expect him to walk the course. No. He'd be long irons off the tees. He wouldn't be handling the woods anymore. Yeah, nah. And look, I hate to say it, but he would... We'd be known as the Great White Gummy Shark, wouldn't oh, he? Stop oh, stop it. But, but the bad news here, we, we always ask, does a tiger beak a shark? It's an age-old discussion. Tiger right shark. now, the shark is off the tiger. Mm. He delivered Tiger a handwritten note at the gate of Tiger's mansion after Tiger won the Masters congratulating him. Really? And he goes, I haven't heard from the guy. Greg, handwritten note. What this is, is the 21st century, my friend. What Tiger wouldn't know what it is. Did it arrive by carrier pigeon? What is this, the early 70s? It seems like we've got another 40 years of Greg Norman, which should be a lot of fun. And that retirement, that supper at 6pm at that retirement. Yeah. Home, be so good. No, that's the late sitting. Tiger's yeah. hungry. <laughs> but what won't last forever is the Valvoline Raceway. And we have the ultimate Speedway Challenge, November 16th at Valvoline Raceway, Parramatta. Sprint cars, speed cars, a huge fireworks display. And we've got a family pass for you. Oh, yeah. oh, right. nice. One triple three five three. If you get on the line now, we'll give them away to you. It's the Weekend Legends here on Triple M. Kicking you right in the weekend. Oh. Triple M's Weekend Legends. With Chris and Rose. And congratulations to Blake from Waddle Grove. He's won himself a family pass to the Ultimate Speedway Challenge, November oh. 16th at Valvoline Raceway, Parramatta, which includes sprint cars, speed cars, and a huge fireworks display. How good's Blake from Waddle Grove? That's great. Can great. I just tell you something? Yeah, sure. I had a phobia of fireworks when I was a kid. How so? Well, when, when me and the family would go to see fireworks, I was terrified. You know why? Because my sister, when I was a little kid, told me a story about someone getting hit with a firework. So I got really scared of them, and they were big and loud in the sky, so I'd hide under the blanket while the, everyone watched the fireworks. I mean, it's actually quite rational. I mean, it's essentially just underneath some uh, high-powered bombs going off. Except, I, don't, I don't know why everyone's so comfortable with it. And now I've grown up, I don't like freak out and hide under the blanket and cry, but it still shakes me up a little bit. I don't know why. I've always just been really scared of them. There's and more health and safety standards yeah. these days. So and Blake and his family, kids, gonna, if you're listening. Yeah, yeah Blake and his family are going to love it out there at Valvoline. Yeah, have a great right time. Just look out for those fireworks. Next, we'll talk to <laughs> Optus Sport expert and former Matilda Amy Chapman about the world of football and the world first news that hit the Matildas this week. It's the Weekend Legends here on Triple M. It's the radio equivalent of chowing down on a bacon and egg roll at your kids' under six soccer. Ah. Triple M's Weekend Legends. Yes, you're back on the Weekend Legends with Chris and Rose on Sydney's 104.9 Triple M. And with the Matildas playing today at Bankwest against Chile, we have Optusport expert and former Matilda Amy Chapman on the line. Amy, good morning. Morning, guys. How you going? Good, thanks, Amy. Very well, thanks, Amy. Now, there's a crowd expected of over 20,000 at Bankwest this afternoon, which would be a record local crowd for the Matildas. 
And it comes off the back of the exciting announcement of the equal pay and conditions deal with the Socceroos earlier this week. It's the last hit out for the Matildas before the February Olympic qualifiers. How are they looking? Yeah, oh, I think it'll be a good game and a good time for the girls to regroup after the World Cup. Um, and obviously a monumental week in women's sport, in football in general, and for female athletes in Australia. Yeah. Um, you know, we're following in the footsteps of, of tennis and, and cricket. So, you know, it's been a long time coming, but it's it's been a really great week for, for female athletes and a, and a really smart move from FSA to invest in the future of the game. So the Equal Pay and Conditions deals has a number of elements to it. Uh, it also includes things like extended parental leave. You played back in 2007 to 2013 for the Matildas. How far away would this deal have looked to you as a player? Oh, uh, years and years and years. So it's, it's been a long-going battle for a long time, and I'm sure a lot of the previous um, Matildas from, you know, the 70s, 80s, 90s, you know, they really paved the, the path for all of us Um and you look back at the opportunities that are available now that weren't even five years ago. So I think in the last, you know, three to four years, it's come come ahead leaps and bounds. But, um, yeah, when I was still with the Matildas, it was um, barely feasible to, to be playing football, even part-time. Amy, it's Rose here. I wanted to ask you a little bit about uh, the news with Sam Kerr. Uh, she's planning to leave the U.S. League to play in Europe. You played in L.A. yourself. Is that a big move for Sam? It is, but I think it's the right move for Sam. She, she came out earlier in the week and said something along the lines of she's getting old, and if Sam's getting <laughs> old, that's, that's worrying for all of us. Um, but, you know, she's, she's reached, she's sort of in her prime at the moment. She's, she's dominated in the W League. She's dominated in the NWSL, which is arguably in the top two leagues in the world. So I think it's about time she sort of applied her trade elsewhere. And I think Europe is the right move because... Mm. She's close to winning these big awards, the Ballon d'Or, but she's not quite getting there, which is, you know, you ask any Australian and she's getting robbed. But, you know, she does have to prove herself across a few different um, styles of football. I guess what you're saying there is a little bit of out of sight, out of mind in those decisions, is it? Oh, no doubt. No doubt, I think. Um, You know, if you're not playing in the Champions League and the Europe Leagues, um, you know, it's very hard to compare across the board. I think recently the Champions League, uh, Lyon, the best team club team in the world actually played off against North Carolina mm. in a friendly match and North Carolina actually trumped them. Wow. So it does go to show that the women's, the US league is very, very strong, but it's a very different style of football over in Europe. So it'll be very interesting to see how Sam goes. The papers are talking Chelsea is the front runner. Now we know for Optus Sport, you're covering all sorts of football internationally, the Champions League and the Premier League. I'm a Chelsea fan well, in the men's. Oh, here we go. Any chance we can run down <laughs> Liverpool, do you think? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Amy. <laughs> well, I'm a Spurs fan, so. Wow. Well, uh, well, I'm yeah. sorry about that then. Exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Curl back into my chair here. But um, oh, it'll be huge for Sam to go over there. Chelsea, in the last three years for women's football, there's sort of four big players over there. It's Chelsea, Arsenal, Man City, and the newcomers, Man United. So <laughs> to have, have Sam really uh, in the top seat, because Chelsea are currently in the front of that league, will be unbelievable. But. Um, over to the Prem right now. God, there's some big games this weekend and Liverpool go nine points clear. I think we're all in trouble. Well, a Chelsea fan, a Spurs fan, I'll both make you feel better. I'm a Leeds United fan, so it's a sad world (laughs) over here for me. Today at 3pm, the Matildas take on Chile at Bankwest Stadium. And if that's not enough for you, the Premier League on all tonight. And with Optus Sports, you get every match of the Premier League, the UEFA Champions League, live exclusively on Optus Sports. Download the Optus Sports app now and don't miss a minute of the action. Amy, thank you so much for your time this morning. Good luck to the Matildas. 
Thanks, guys. Thanks, Amy. Cheers, Amy. More Weekend Legends right after this. Triple M. Put your feet up on the dash, recline the seat, and let these guys take the wheel, metaphorically. Obviously. Triple M's Weekend Legends. With Chris and Rose, and Code Wars is on next weekend as Paul Gallen takes on Barry Hall in a boxing match, and we can't help but get behind Paul Gallen as he represents the great sport of rugby league. That's right, Lachlan. Billy Joel was just saying, I'm still standing, and only one will stand after this fight. This is Code Wars, Chris Gale. This is the... How many times have you had the conversation with a mate, AFL versus Rugby League, who would win in a fight? It's funny. I generally have, would Billy Joel beat Elton John in a fight? No way. Because it's Elton John that no. did, I'm still standing. Straight up right now, I'm saying it on air. Elton John would destroy Billy Joel. Yeah, look, NRL versus ARL, it's a great matchup, Rose. It's Sharks versus Swan. It's mm. Gal when he bopped Nate Miles on the nose versus Barry Hall when he uh, rather badly King hit Brent Staker. I remember West Coast. that. Like, I was there. Swans and West Coast Eagles. I was there too. The, the 180 swing. Out of ANZ. Yeah, yeah. It, was a, it was a hell of a shot. But listen, we're, we're team uh, rugby league here. There's no denying it that we're team Gallon and we want to see Gal win. And Gallon this week has had a bit of a complaint about how this has all been kind of... He thinks it's all in favour of Barry Hall, correct? I think that's true. So the big fight is in Melbourne next Friday night at Margaret Court Arena. And how long will it be known as Margaret Court Arena? <laughs> The tale of the tape, Gal is 38, nine professional fights for nine professional wins, including five knockouts. Barry Hall, 42 years old, donut, hasn't had a fight. Yeah, here's the thing, though. I think he was a boxer when he was young, though, right? Okay, like when he was a junior? Yeah, under yep. 17 or something. So he's, he's boxed. But Gal has been on the offensive. Yeah. He's, he said the promoter, Danny Green, former champ himself, Never is, heard of him. yeah, is in Hall's corner. And the big dispute has been about the length of the rounds. Right, because they were originally three, right? Well, your typical boxing match is three-minute rounds, uh-huh. right? But these are six two-minute rounds. Okay, why? Because Barry Hall wants that. It, well, that's what Gal is alleging. And uh, Green has said, I think that was true. Hall requested that, but Gal agreed to it. It's, I think it's led to... Paul Gallen describing Barry Hall as noodles because he's a two-minute noodle. <laughs> he's a two-minute noodle. That's brilliant. He's also angry about uh, a bunch of different things. Firstly, it's in Melbourne, so you sure. know, you know, it's an unfair yeah, advantage. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Why not at Suncorp or something? But and then the other thing was that uh, Hall's name was first on all the promotion, so okay. it was Hall v Gallen. He didn't like that. Yeah. Hall fought back about the noodle thing. There was an Instagram post where he just bashed some packets of noodles. Yeah, yeah. They went everywhere. <laughs> Danny Green says, I'm in nobody's corner, but it looks like Gal might be a bit rattled. But he did describe him as a junkyard dog, who I always thought was a wrestler. Yeah, he was. Not a good one. Do you remember he had, and he had thump on the back of his trunks? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, in case you forgot what an onomatopoeia is. You know, this NRL-AFL boxing matches is a, you know, quite a common feature, Rose. What are some of the matchups you'd like to see? Oh, you mean like other, like rugby league versus AFL? Well, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is Buddy Franklin versus Josh Dugan in a oiled-up, tattooed arm battle. There'd be, be nice. tattoos flying everywhere. You feel like it'd be mixed martial art, though, wouldn't you? Arm you wrestle? Yeah. And it, yeah, it'd probably end quick. Dugan, oh, I've pulled an ankle. <laughs> he said, oh, he's injured again. I'd also, a battle of the footy shows. How about Sam Newman going up against Fatty? That'd be interesting. I'd yeah. be all over Fatty. I'd be in favour of him. Oh, yeah, I'd want to watch Sam Newman get his head <laughs> bashed in. <laughs> Some footballers have made the crossover. Yeah. Chuck Mundine, whatever you think of Chuck, and I'm a fan of Chuck, two times WBA super middleweight champion. Yeah, he did Fact. it. Fact. He did it. You'll remember Bill Long, who played for Richmond back in the 1900s, right? I mean, yeah, I'm a huge Billy Long fan. In 1908, he put world champion Tommy Burns on the canvas. Burnsy? Yeah, Burnsy. He I lost, was saying Burns. But he put him on the canvas. Tony Madigan, two Empire Games gold. He was a footy player. And then he got an Olympic bronze against the great Cassius Clay, who wow. became Muhammad Ali. Wow. John Hopawati. 
beat the Australian heavyweight champion, Bob Mirovich, twice. He was a good boxer. He was also a bad boxer when he took on Gal recently. <laughs> I'm just leaving that right there. <laughs> Mark Jacko Jackson. Oh, yeah. Back in the day, took on the great Mal Meninga for about 15, 20 seconds. Oh, Mal. But the matchup that we love when NRL went head-to-head in AFL, and this is what we want to see to happen with Gal versus Hall. Triple M's rush hour MG went up against Collingwood's Damian Monkhorst, and this happened. Guy Horst in the blue. Look at this. Right away. Monkhorst goes head on it. Guy holding his rainbow. He goes to the body first. Oh. 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 The count's up to five and six. I wonder if he's going to be able to make it. Seven and eight. This fight is all over. It's a first round knockout. For Mark Geyer. How about that? Oh, good. MG with the win. Let's see it again next Friday. This is time for Rugby League to beat up AFL and then hold up a do the, do the Viking clap or something. Shark eats swan. <laughs> what are some of the matchups you'd like to see? One, triple, three, five, three. We'd also love to hear it. But some fun and obscure sports stories that you might not have heard this week, and we'll bring you some of the best next. It's the Weekend Legends here on Triple M. This show is definitely on the weekend. Whether these guys are legends may be debatable. Triple M's Weekend Legends. With Chris and Rose for your Saturday morning, and we're almost done. Yes, and before you go on, Lachlan, we were talking at the break before about the Hall v. Gallon boxing match, AFL versus Rugby League. We asked you out there what you thought a good matchup would be. Ken from Blacktown has called in. How about this one? Nick Politis versus Eddie Maguire, Chris. That's a good matchup. Politis v. Maguire. What do you reckon they'd be fighting for? Whose name goes first? <laughs> We'll wait to see who else comes out of this. But we've been telling you for a while that Triple M Club members get more. And, Rose, this week we're giving you a chance to win Newcastle 500 tickets, but there's more. That's right. You get accommodation. Check this out, guys. You get accommodation in Newcastle, a three-day trackside double pass to the Coats High Newcastle 500, including gold concert access. There's concerts as well. Meet and greet for two people with, get this, Kiss and the Screaming Jets. I'd love to meet Kiss. It's their end of the road tour, yeah. Rose. Now, I went to their farewell tour in 2001. Right, same. Which is 18 years ago. <laughs> but I think this is the end of the road. So this is the unique opportunity remaining to see the great Kiss in concert. You and I go all the time. We love them. Yeah, and including getting to meet Kiss and the Screaming Jets, you get one hot lap in the one-of-a-kind Kiss Penrite Racing Supercar. And that's only for the winner, not for your plus one. How good is it when you can stick it to your plus one? <laughs> Supercars, Coats High, Newcastle, 500, 22nd to the 24th of November. Tickets from Ticketek. Only for members of the Triple M Club. Join the Triple M Club at triplem.com.au for mm. your chance to win. But it's our favourite time of the week where we like to bring you the obscure sports stories from the week. Let's do this. What? What did I miss? We might start with a bit of sad news you might have missed yesterday, Rose. We've been talking a lot about Speedway lately with the Valvoline Speedway closing down, being relocated. Absolutely. The great Mike Raymond has passed away. He pioneered Seven's coverage of the Saturday Night Speedway in the 1960s. And he was an innovator. He introduced the in-car camera in Bathurst in 1979. Is that right? And he was their lead commentator for 20 years, and he will always be remembered for his great catchphrase, and you'll be there. Yeah. Valet Mike Raymond. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Let's talk about a little bit of things that went down in the NFL this week, all right? Talk about cursed. The New York Giants are 2-7 in the NFL, right? Not doing great at all. And in the game against the Cowboys this week, a black cat ran onto the field. They filmed it and did some of the best commentary I've ever heard. Now he's at the five. He's Who brought the walking. cat? He's walking to the three. He's at the two. 
And the cat is in the CDW red zone. CDW, people who get it now, a policeman, a state trooper has come on the field, and the cat runs into the end zone. That is a touchdown. That's right. The cat uh, got a win there. Only one win away from equaling New York Jets record. So that's good for the cat. Signed up for a 10-day contract. Jared Clifford, as Australian, has won gold in the vision-impaired 1,500 metres in the World Para-Athletic Championships in yeah, Dubai. Right. He said, I might have gone too early. It really hurt throw much, so much that I threw up over there and pointed to a rubbish bin, <laughs> and the media just backed away. <laughs> I see you, Jared. Uh, and let's also talk about the Rugby League Ashes returns after a 17-year seven year hiatus. Excuse me. A three-match series will happen in England next year in 2020. Mal's been pushing for this since 2016, so he'll be happy. And they're going to take on the Wolfpack as part of the tour. Yeah. I I wanted to say you might have missed what Greg Norman said about how good it is to hit a golf ball, but this is a family show, so we're going to miss that completely. <laughs> Anthony Mundine's son, CJ, as well, is signed with the South Sydney Rabbitohs. We talked about it earlier, but he moved from the Dragons, that, that, that second-generation Mundine. I'm excited to see it, and I'm excited for the weekend. Chris, go the Big Bash. We've had a fun show. Make sure you get the podcast wherever, and the supercars are on next here on Triple M. See ya. The Weekend Legends on Triple M. The Weekend Legends catch-up podcast. Best listened to in a Mazda BT50. Built smart and built tough. Make sure it's built like a BT50.